T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And welcome to the program on your Monday afternoon. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. I know it was a cold one, boy. It was uh, chilly out there, but um, at least we got some. At least we got some rain coming. <laughs> when are we going to get some good weather here in South Kakalaki? That's the big question. Well, it's no surprise, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to talk about to lead the show off today, and that is Ron DeSantis has dropped out of the presidential race. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. I'm proud to have delivered on 100% of my promises, and I will not stop now. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. Well, I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear a repackaged form of warmed-over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. The days of putting Americans last, of kowtowing to large corporations, of caving to woke ideology are over. And that was Ron DeSantis uh, bowing out and uh, kind of had to take a final little jab at Donald Trump about Fauci, final little jab there. But but Donald Trump said uh, that he is retiring the name Ron DeSanctimonious. That is... That is no longer a uh, phrase that he is going to use. Well, so not only has Ron DeSantis endorsed Trump, of course, we knew this was coming the other night. Tim Scott has also endorsed President Trump. And that's why I came to the very warm state of New Hampshire (laughs) to endorse the next president of these... United States President Donald Trump. There we go. That was uh, that was Tim Scott endorsing President Donald Trump. Also, Nancy Mace has endorsed Donald Trump over Nikki Haley. Now, I thought those two were getting kind of buddy buddy there uh, over the past couple of years. Maybe not. Maybe something has happened there that we don't know about. Or maybe Nancy Mace has just seen the handwriting on the wall. Maybe that's what that's all about. 
And not only that, also um, uh, South Carolina Freedom Caucus leader Adam Morgan has endorsed President Trump. Josh Kimbrell has endorsed uh, Trump. And now looks like Nikki Haley's only hope in New Hampshire. Let's just take a real quick look. I haven't looked at some of these today, but I wanted to get the the latest. Let's take a look at some of these uh, latest polls that are coming out of New Hampshire and see exactly where Nikki Haley stands. Oh, it's not good. It is not good at all. So the latest poll has Trump ahead. This one just came out today. Um, This is the Monmouth poll. Donald Trump has 52. Haley's got 34. Uh, Insider advantage. No, okay, that's overall. Uh, New Hampshire primary. This is from Emerson. Trump plus 16 in that poll. So well into the double digits for the New Hampshire primary. Now, a lot of people have been calling for Nancy May. I'm sorry, for uh, for, for Nikki Haley to, 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 to drop out of the race. No, please, Nikki, don't. Please don't drop out of the race. Please, I'm begging you. Don't drop out of this race just yet. There is hope in South Carolina. There is hope for you in South Carolina. Here's what you need to do, Nikki Haley. You need to spend at least as much in South Carolina as you did in New Hampshire. We're talking $35 million. I think that's actually how much she spent in Iowa. Uh, Let's go. Oh, please, Nancy. That's what you need to do. You need to open up that checkbook and really dump all those $35 million at least into South Carolina. You need to do that, Nikki. Come on. We're counting on you. We really are. So, uh, but all in all, it's over. This um, woman in New Hampshire, Caroline Wren, listen to what she said about Nikki Haley. President Trump, I think, is going to have another historic blowout tomorrow night in New Hampshire. And look, Nikki Haley has two options. She can do the right thing tomorrow night and drop out and endorse President Trump. If she doesn't, then she should probably just get on a plane and catch the tail end of Davos, which is probably the only place that she could get elected to anything. <laughs> President Trump. <laughs> Good for her. Let's go to the GS Plumbing Talk line, 800-905-0989. Hey, well, you, hold on, Robert. <laughs> you always jump with the gun sorry, there, sorry. Robert. And now let's talk to Robert. What's on your mind, pal? Hey, I wanted to weigh in on the Nikki Haley thing. I wanted her to go first before DeSantis. Why is I that? I want to keep Nikki as a saver. And as soon as she drops out, Donald Trump can then uh, charge election interference against everybody's got a court case on him right I, then and there i'm sorry how is that what so what what difference does it make because, who drops out first because then he's the official headliner for the republican party and there's well he's no going to be anyway arrest the president he's going to be anyway for our party there's no it's, it's going to be that anyway I mean, it doesn't matter if, if, if uh, oh, by the way, the other night, Asa Hutchinson dropped out. I didn't know he was still in the race. But it doesn't matter if Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis drops out first. Um, I want that money. I want that $35 uh, yeah, million. I, I want that, thir- I want that, that $35 yeah. million dollars spent in South Carolina, pal. I want it. Yes, in my cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get your cut. All right, Robert. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much. Um, Trump 19, one, uh, poll has Trump with a 19 point lead in New Hampshire. Listen, I mean, but now here, here's what, here's what has it. Even the wall street journal, here's what the wall street journal is even admitting. Now they're admitting that Nikki Haley's only hope in New Hampshire right now isn't MAGA Republicans. It isn't establishment Republicans. It's the Democrats. 
The Democrats are Nikki Haley's only hope in New Hampshire right now. And if, if that's your only hope, then I have to question whether or not you are truly a conservative. If the Democrats are going to be crossing over their party lines because they don't have anybody to, to, to vote for. In fact, in New Hampshire, they're not even having a Democrat primary. Joe Biden didn't even, I, I, I forget the reason why, but Joe Biden is not even on the ballot for the primary in New Hampshire. So they've got nobody to vote for. Hey, what the heck? Let's go vote for Nikki Haley. Let's fill out that form and go vote Republican for the first time in a long time. That tells me a great deal about the candidate in Nikki Haley. It really does. I mean, if you would, um, if the Democrats are willing to vote for you, then that means one thing. You're no threat. You're no threat whatsoever because they always know they've got the ace in the hole. They've got, they've got several cards up their sleeves to where they can indeed defeat Nikki Haley. But again, Nikki, please, please spend that money here in South Carolina. Oh, our economy sure could use a little injection of about $35 million. We really would appreciate that. So, Nikki Haley, uh, but again, if she drops out tomorrow night, it'll just get even more interestinger. Will it not? Of course it will. I don't even know if interestingler is a, an actual word, but it is now. So, all right, we'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Okay. Um, we're what? 200-something days from the election now, 288, I believe, from the election. It is no time for us to get complacent. It is no time for the RNC 
to get complacent. One of the things that I've been really upset with the RNC about is, yeah, okay, they've got the whole bank the vote thing. Okay, that's fine. Bank the vote. But is that all you've got? I mean, are you putting all of your eggs in that basket, RNC? Because you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. It was last week we had uh, Scott Pressler on the program. This guy goes all over the country doing voter registration drives, all over the country doing this, signing up new voters. And and I I know you get a lot of people that say, oh, Charlie. I, I love the text. The text line is like doom. That is... That is doom and gloomsville to me. When I go there, I know I'm going to hear the the doom and the gloom. Oh, Charlie, you know, some of these people are going to vote Democrat. You know, they're going to vote Democrat, Charlie, the people that he's registering. Uh, okay. So let's say, you've, <laughs> let's say you've got a voter drive booth that is obviously conservative. Do you think Democrats are going to go over there and register? Uh, no. No, they're not. I mean, let me, let's me let just put it the other way around. If you saw a Democrat voter drive, would you go register at their voter drive? No, of course not. You would avoid those people. You'd probably point at them and laugh. Ha, 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 loser, loser. That's what you would do. So this past weekend, the folks at the uh, Greenville Patriots Caucus, which is a brand new caucus group that uh, that has sprung up, they are doing amazing work. They went out and they held their own voter registration drive. So Saturday, I got this text. It says, day one, Greenville Patriots Caucus voter registration drive. A huge success. Almost 3,000 voter connections. Many address updates and brand new voter registrations. 80% did not know that the primary was on a Saturday. They all walked away knowing when uh, when to vote and how to navigate voter tools. Looking forward to tomorrow. Thanks for inspiring us with this idea. Huge, ended the text. Well, come on. That's easy. That's just common sense here. So then uh, that was on Saturday. And I believe on Sunday we had this post. Greenville Patriot Caucus voter registration was a massive success. 4,200 contacts over the weekend. Four. 1,200 new voter registrations, correct addresses, and a whole lot more informed and educated voters. It is so important to raise awareness of our um, uh, upcoming uh, Republican presidential preference primary, which is on Saturday, February the 24th. We need conservatives to turn out in unprecedented numbers. Greenville Patriots Caucus is uh, thankful for an amazing, impactful weekend. Thank you to all of them who volunteered. And, And they're absolutely right. That's what it takes. Boots on the ground. people. Now, one thing that Drew McKissick did say the other day um, is he said they're going to try to fight the Democrats with their own at their own game. So they're actually learning right now how to go out in the states where it's legal, in the states where it's legal, how to do ballot harvesting, how to do the drop boxes, how to do the monitoring and all of that, using the tools that the Democrats used in 2020 to cheat which we've got a big story about that coming up, using that against them. Well, Charlie Kirk is also saying that, listen, no, man, we we, we got to do more. We're just not doing enough. Charlie Kirk says we are 288 days from, the, uh, from Election Day. Way too much cockiness right now on the right. The DNC and their dark money network has a plan. The RNC does not. We need to hire over 1,500 
full-time ballot chasers immediately. If not, we're going to have a repeat of the 2022 red wave that didn't happen. Stop looking at the polls and let's get to work. Now, the only reason that I give you the poll numbers is because I want them to inspire you to go out and do better. It's like looking up at the, uh, you know, the leaderboard in a golf tournament and seeing you're, you know, you're doing good, but you got to do better. Everybody has to do better. And we've got to make sure that everybody you know, everybody that you come in contact with, all of your friends, all your family, your relatives, everybody knows that the primary is on the 24th and they need to get out and vote. And then when they do that, then the work really starts. It never ends. It really doesn't. So once we get the primary over with, we got to get out there and hit it hard for the general election. Charlie Greenville Gun Show had a group there trying to make all known that the primary had been moved to a, sta- a Saturday. Charlie, a new party and co- start a new party and call it the Patriot Party. Maybe so. Uh, Charlie, the RNC is hell bent on losing. Not only do conservatives have to defeat the Dems, they've got to def- uh, defeat the RNC, too. Well, it's not far wrong there. Charlie, they, uh, they're all going to do, that's all they're going to do because they don't want Trump. Well, maybe so. Maybe so. I haven't, uh, somebody says, Charlie, can you explain the advisory question on the Republican sample ballot? Oh, my goodness. You know what? I've been remiss. I haven't even gone out and looked at my sample ballot yet. So I tell you what, I will, I will uh, definitely look at that. And uh, (laughs) and let you know what I think. I've just been kind of wrapped up in all of this stuff. So let's see. Let me see if I can find mine coming up. Don't see mine. Anyway, I'll try to find it. Haven't seen it yet. If you can send me a picture or something like that, I will certainly be uh, more than happy to take a look at it. But but listen, voter, think about that. In two days in Greenville, South Carolina. One group of people, let me just take a look at how many there were, as a matter of fact. Oh, did I just click out of that? I did. Hold on just a second. Um, one group of people, and, and this wasn't a, 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 a huge group either. This wasn't like massive amounts of people. I'm seeing four people, four people manning these booths for the voter registration drive. Four people came into contact with four thousand over four uh, about forty five hundred people over the weekend. Could you imagine what forty people could do? Even more. Could you imagine what four hundred people could do? That would be amazing. And if we could do that in every single state, I mean, you know, we, what we really need is about four, at least four thousand people out there doing this every weekend throughout the state. Imagine doing that in all 50 states, folks. They won't be able to cheat enough. They won't be able to cheat enough. Now, when we talk about the red wave, when we talk about a red wave, what we need to stop talking about is the outcome. Stop talking about the outcome of the election. Don't look at that. Look at the turnout. That's the red wave that we need. People getting off their sofas, out of their recliners, Putting everything aside for a few, what, a, what, an hour at most, and going and voting in every single election. I'm telling you what, if we do that, 
We're, we're virtually unstoppable because we, if we know one thing, their folks aren't going to do it. Their folks aren't 81 million votes, my butt. There is no way that Joe Biden got more votes than anybody in history. Ever, even, even including Barack Obama. Yeah, we can overcome it. We can absolutely do it. So hopefully, hopefully the RNC will start listening. Hopefully they, will, uh, hopefully they won't be so cocky. And hopefully, maybe, here in 2024, they'll actually want to win. Mmm, that would be refreshing, wouldn't it? That would be, oh, get out there and actually do some fighting? That would be incredibly refreshing. Will it happen? I don't know. But, but then again, it shouldn't be up to them. It should be up to us. It should be up to us. We should be the ones that make the difference in this election. And by golly, if I got anything to do with it, we will be. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. The mainstream media. The media elites, ladies and gentlemen, all the networks, CNN, MSNBC, Wall Street Journal, L.A. Times, Chicago Tribune, Atlanta Journal-Constitution. They think that they are the only people that should be able to bring you the news. And they hate, oh, they hate the fact that you are getting your news from alternative sources. Because, you see, they feel like the news belongs to them. They feel like they are the gatekeepers. That's exactly right. Um, Emma Tucker is the Wall Street Journal's editor-in-chief. She's called for a reevaluation of how traditional media operates, recalling a point when the mainstream media was the chief adjudicator of information and facts. She highlighted its demise that came with the rise of alternative media platforms. Ms. Tucker, during a Davos panel, of course she's speaking in Davos. Of course she is. Of course she's speaking with the elite in Davos. Probably flew over there first first class. No, what are you kidding me? No, she probably went with the Wall Street Journal's private jet over to Davos. Wouldn't you love to know how the uh, Wall Street Journal's editor-in-chief traveled to Davos? Wouldn't you love to know that? I bet it was I bet it was the company jet. I bet you it was the corporate jet. Probably got a G5, if not a G6. Traveling in style and luxury, spewing out all that old oh, that carbon dioxide so they can go over there and tell you how to live your lives. So, uh Miss Tucker during the Davos panel supposedly dedicated uh to the preservation of truth authored a lament for the era where the press held exclusive dominance over news and facts. She says, if you go back not that long ago, we owned the news. We were the gatekeepers, and we were very much, and we very much owned the facts as well. If it said it in the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times, then that was a fact. Nowadays, people go to all sorts of different sources for the news, and they're, they're much more questioning about what we're saying. Okay, so what they're going to try to do here is they're going to try to blame you 
Because remember, it's never their fault. It is never their fault. It's your fault. You didn't like the truth that they were. Well, here's the thing, though. If they had been spreading the truth, you wouldn't have needed to go somewhere else. You wouldn't have needed to go to uh, the Liberty Daily or Citizen Free Press or Ammo or Revolver or wherever you get your news sources these days. You wouldn't have needed to turn to those places. And I think they really shot themselves in the foot with the whole Russia, Russia, Russia investigation. Wall Street Journal published some of Donald Trump's tax returns when they knew that this was leaked, when they knew that it was illegally leaked to them. Now, what did they do that was so different than what Julian Assange did? You know the answer to that? Nothing. They were both the same. The only thing that Julian Assange did is he published, remember, he didn't take, he didn't go in and grab these. He didn't tag uh, uh, or um, uh, what do you call it? He didn't hack into anybody's uh, accounts. He didn't steal this information. This information was given to him and he published it on WikiLeaks. And some of that information was pretty negative to a lot of people, a lot of countries, a lot of governments. So therefore, Julian Assange, he has to go into exile and potentially goes to jail for the rest of his life. Wall Street Journal, not even touched, not even touched. So not only did this woman's comment, Miss Tucker, uh, reveal a lot about how mainstream media figures see their role in society, her comments painted a clear picture of the power shift that has marked the recent history of the media landscape. So it's no longer good enough. This is her again. So it's no longer good enough for us to say that this happened or this is the news. We almost have to explain our working. So readers expect to understand how we source stories and how and they want to know how uh, we go about getting those stories. We have to sort of lift off the bonnet, as it were, in the way newspapers aren't used to doing and explain to people what we're doing. We need to be much more transparent and about how we go about collecting the news. No, uh, hold on. I got a better idea. Why don't you just report the news? Why don't you actually put your political leanings aside? Why don't you put your ideologies aside and actually report the news? We've got some information coming up about the jabs in a little bit. About the jabs that I will guarantee you, you're not going to see in the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times. I and mean, we're talking about the worst heart health crisis in memory is going on right before our eyes. We're talking about new cases of things like vasculitis. Of course, we're talking about myocarditis, pericarditis, Guillain-Barr, uh, Bell's palsy, uh, stillbirths. Yes, we're talking about all those things, all those things that the mainstream media refuses to touch. And, and, and let's just go even, even deeper than that. Why didn't the mainstream media come out when, when the Durham report came out? Why didn't they cover that as heavily as they did the Russia, Russia, Russia investigation itself? Why didn't the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times come out and say, just big, bold headlines, Russian hoax, when the Durham report came out. And why didn't they point fingers at the FBI? Because the FBI knew all along 
it was a hoax. Why didn't the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times come out and, and start talking about how the FBI went to social media companies telling them to squash the Hunter Biden story? I mean, for that matter, why didn't they run the Hunter Biden story? No, you see, Ms. Tucker, it isn't that people want to know how you collect the news. No, it's not that. It's why you collect the news that you do. That's what we're really concerned about. Because it's your political ideology that is actually the problem. And if you were fair, and if you were, were where democracy dies in, you know, uh, you know, democracy dies in darkness, then you would be reporting this stuff. Then you would be reporting all the lies that Joe Biden has been telling. Then you would come out with, with editorials that talk about, you know, Bo Biden did not die in combat. He died at, at Bethesda. He didn't die in the Middle East, but you won't do it. They just won't. You just won't do it. So, yeah. So it wasn't us. You left us. And then because of that, we left you. And here's the big problem. We're never coming back. We're never going back to you. We're never, ever going to return to the mainstream media because you have broken that trust bond. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Welcome back to the program. Uh, excuse me. I meant to say welcome back to the program. Glad to have you along with us. Um, I, <laughs> I, I'm telling you. I am, I am this close to just doing away with, with the text line. I mean, just not even logging on it every day. Because I, I, I listen to this text that I got. Listen to this text. I mean, this is what, when I talk about it <clears throat> being all about gloom and doom, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Are you ready for this? Here we go. Charlie. I agree that we need to be active in this election, but if we are constantly bringing up to people it up to people at every opportunity, won't some people get sick of hearing it and just tune everything out? That's one reason I have no interest in organized sports. What? What? Well, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. All you got to do is ask you this question. Ask yourself this question. How important is this to me? How important is this election to you? How important is it that the Republicans win this election? Well, even more importantly, how important is it to you that the Democrats get defeated? How important is that? The best thing you could do, the biggest favor you could do for a Democrat is shut up. Here's what they want you to do. They want you to shut up and they want you to stay home. Keep your mouth shut. And don't go to the polls on voting day. Those are the two things they want you to do. You know, what, are you, what are you really worried about? See, it's always this. This is, this is really, it's so irritating. It, it, it truly is. Now we got to, well, Charlie, they're just going to cheat anyway. Well, um, oh my gosh. I'm telling you what, I'm just about to just, bloop, just log out of the text slide and just enjoy my life. <laughs> <laughs> or enjoy my own show. How about that? That's what I would like to do. Oh, my gosh. 
Well, my wife and I enjoyed our weekend. We went to, uh, well, we went downtown. Went downtown this weekend, and uh, it was kind of neat because the uh, fountain right there by the Westin, completely frozen. It was beautiful. It really was. It was absolutely wonderful to look. I mean, I know, and it was cold, and it was very chilly out there, but it was really, really nice um, to see. So as we were leaving, you know, we took Artie and Sophie for a walk. Why did we do that? Because it was Artie's birthday on Saturday, four years old, Mr. Artie is. So we took him for a special walk downtown, and he loved it, and he got some uh, nice treats from one of the bakeries down there. Really, really nice. So I was as we were leaving, um, here comes a trolley. You know, we were over on Main Street, and here comes a trolley in the opposite direction. And my wife says, let's see how many people are on this trolley. And we looked. Nobody. Nobody on that trolley. Zip. Completely empty. That's got to be in the trolley driver in downtown Greenville. has got to be the best job in the world. I mean, you're left alone for your eight-hour shift. It's got to be great. Nobody bugging you. Just drive the trolley. Nobody giving you no hassle. Yeah, it's got to be a good job. Got to be a real good job. But they're going to continue spending a boatload of money on that whole Greenlink thing when nobody hardly uses it at all. Speaking of that, electric vehicles. Ford is halting their lightning output. That's right. Ford Motors said on Friday it is slashing production of its F-150 Lightning, the electric pickup that has generated major buzz since its launch nearly two years ago. Um, in recent days, let's see. So, yeah, they're doing away with it. They're jumping. So listen to this. So Tesla, in recent days, cut vehicle prices in Europe and China. Its stock has fallen sharply this month. Hertz last week said they were dumping 20,000 EVs from its rental fleet because people don't want them, and they're unbelievably expensive to maintain. EV sales here in the U.S. and globally uh, continue to climb, but the pace of that growth and its fervent enthusiasm around the EV story has faded. So Ford spent two years rushing to expand its lightning plant in Dearborn, signing a big backlog of buyers for the battery-powered truck, but on Friday, the company said it was cutting that factory's workforce from two shifts to one and relocating about two-thirds of its 2,100 hourly workers, mostly to factories that make gas engine vehicles. Ford's chief executive, Jim Farley, said the automaker is remaining flexible in its manufacturing plans to offer customers choice while also focusing on growth and profitability. Well, you're not going to get growth and profitability as long as you continue to turn out those EVs. You're just not. People hate those things. They don't want those things. Over the, lifestyle, over the lifespan of an electric vehicle, it is going to cost you more money. I mean, they're already wildly expensive. But just repairs and maintenance over that thing, over the lifetime of the vehicle, and I'm not really sure how long that is, but that is more expensive than a gas-powered vehicle or diesel. So there you go. They just do not want it. So up in Asheville, you folks in Asheville, you need to listen to this. <clears throat> Asheville went to eco-friendly transportation. That's right. That's right. Electric buses. Remember the Proterra buses that were manufactured in Greenville? Proterra went out of business, filed for bankruptcy, shut, shut down the uh, whole thing. 
Um, Asheville's ambitious leap into the eco-friendly transportation era has morphed into a financial sinkhole and a source of frustration for city officials. The city of Asheville has found itself on defense in a federal courtroom. Let me see. No, that that one. Hold on. But anyway, um, yeah, they, they bought all of these buses, and now all that money's gone. I mean, it's just gone. In 2018, the city, uh, they really, you know, did a big deal over the purchase of five state-of-the-art electric buses with a price tag of over $616,796. So today... The green team, the green dream, has morphed into a financial nightmare with almost all of the fleet idled due to a series of almost unbelievable misfortunes. Oh, my God. Who would have saw that coming? We haven't been able to get new doors, they say. That was according to Asheville's interim transportation director, Jessica Morris. There's no third party that makes a door. We'd have to get custom-made doors. But the expenses don't stop at the purchase price. Morris reveals a staggering total cost per bus of nearly nearly $1 million per bus. So they bought them all at what? 616000 Yeah, 616000 So now here we are five years later. And the total cost of all these buses? $1 million apiece. Absolutely. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 